unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Hey guys, welcome to Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And on today's episode, you're going to want to listen. You're going to want to listen all the way to the end because this is action-packed, informative stuff that's going to help you create a roadmap for your life that's going to be super kick-ass. Now, I don't know about you, but there was a point in my life where I was just kind of existing. I wasn't truly living. I didn't know exactly where I was going to go. I didn't know exactly where I was going to end up. And that's a problem because life is short, right? And I'm going to talk to you about that in this podcast, but it's really super important that you listen to this and we digest this because it was a, it was a changing factor in my life, this one particular day and this one particular exercise that I did that we're going to be discussing. Um, so I really want you to take this to heart. It's a subject that we don't want to talk about. It's a subject that oftentimes we neglect and we think it's never going to happen. And then one day, reality punches us in the fucking balls and uh, shit happens and we start taking our life a little bit more seriously. But for most people, it's usually a little too late. And what I'm talking about is regrets. And if you know me, two of my goals in life are this, to stay the fuck out of a hospital and to die without any regrets. Well, I had back surgery in January, so uh, I got to visit the inside of a hospital. And so that's that. But at least it wasn't of my resolve. So what I'm talking about is that I do something that causes me to have to go to a hospital. But the most important one is to die without any regrets. That is huge because the time I spent with my mom while she was in the hospital and she was in convalescent uh, centers and everything, I took the opportunity to talk to older people there. And it's pretty incredible that all of them had the same answer to this particular question. And this question was, if you had your life to do over again, what would you do differently and why? And 99% of them said they would go back and they would live the life they wanted to live versus the life they thought they should live. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about death, but more importantly, we're going to be talking about legacy and how you can create a kick-ass legacy today so that you don't have any fucking regrets later on in life. All right, you with me? So um, this, is, this is stemming off the last episode uh, where I talked about my story and I talked more importantly about a guy named Bill who was influential in shaping who you see today, the man you see today, because at that particular point in my life, I didn't have direction. I didn't have a roadmap. I was living day to day, moment to moment, just trying to survive. And what he did for me is that he helped me see that we have to plan for the future. We have to look at those things because inevitably, none of us is going to get out of here alive. Whether one of us dies in 30 minutes, 30 days, 30 years, whatever it might be, we're all going to die. So, Sorry to break that news to you, but it's fucking true. And the sooner we deal with it and the sooner we, we understand it, the sooner we plan for it, the sooner we can create a kick-ass life that's going to help us, most importantly, shape and frame all the decisions and the choices that we make right now so that we can fulfill that legacy so that we don't end up with any regrets, all right? So for me, it was back in 2008. I was sitting in the back of a church. And it was a coworker of mine who passed away. And I'd been to plenty of funerals and everything. But for some reason, this one hit me hard. So I was sitting back there and I was watching everybody go up there and say really super nice things about this lady. I knew her, but I didn't know totally about her. But I was really surprised and awestruck at how many people got up there crying and saying what a magnificent person was she was, what a heart she had, all the different things that she brought to the table that I really didn't know about. And I thought it was sad that I learned about this after she passed away. 
So it got me thinking. At that point, I think I was about 32 years old. And I was like, you know, let me ask myself some questions as I was sitting there and watching these people do this. And one of the questions that I asked myself was, if I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say? Let me say that again. If I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say about me? And at that point in my life, although I had a great backstory, which you learned in episode three, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. But at that point in my life, um, I was partying a lot. I was drinking. I was having a lot of fun. And I thought that if the people that showed up at my funeral would most likely be about 10 to 20 people and they would say, oh, Chris was a smart ass. Chris was a fun guy. He liked to drink. He loved his Jack Daniels. He loved to chase women. Um, he loved to party. You know, it was just nothing of substance. And it just really got me thinking. It's like, do I want to end up in life like that? My one and only life here. Do I want to have people show up and go, yeah, you was a party animal, dude. That's fucking cool. Or do I want them to show up and go, wow, that motherfucker changed my life. That guy impacted me. That guy made me change bad habits. That guy influenced me to look at my life differently. That guy really got to me, right? Especially the younger folk. I want the younger generation to be able to look at me and be able to say, wow, that guy's really cool. He's got his shit together, but he still has fun. And he taught me these things about myself. So I didn't wind up being a victim of my life. I wound up being a victor of my life. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking about your life and if you're, if you're existing, if you're just merely getting through the day, trying to figure out what it is that you're supposed to do, trying to figure out what it is, why you're here, then this show is for you. So when I was sitting there, it really got me thinking and it actually got me kind of sad. So when I was driving home, I thought about it some more and I thought, okay, what do I want to be remembered for? Right? What am I going to do? What, what changes am I going to make in my life now to be seen as somebody different? And so I started thinking about questions in different ways. But when I got home, something hit me. I don't know what it was, but I just decided to sit down with pen and paper, good old fashioned pen and paper. And I decided to write my eulogy. Yeah, my eulogy. The thing you say about somebody when they passed away. Now, again, I know that made your butt pucker because we don't like thinking about that. We don't want to think about us dying and what's going to happen and all these other things. But the sooner you map it out and the sooner you have a picture and an idea of what it is that you want to achieve, it's fucking amazing how directed your life becomes. It's amazing what choices you start to make, what decisions you start to make to, to fulfill that dream, right? Otherwise, we're just existing. We're just merely living. And then something happens and all of a sudden we wind up old and we think, fuck, I should have done this. I should have done that. Man, I'd let that waste away. So when I sat down and I wrote my eulogy, I really considered like, what do I want to be remembered for? So I started writing down adjectives, right? And these are going to be some worksheets that I'm going to make available in the raw and unscripted group page if you want. So you can do this exercise yourself. But I just started writing down adjectives of what I want to be remembered for. Thoughtful, passionate, caring, determined, tenacious, funny, loving, respectful, you know, impacting, um, all those different things. I just really, I thought, okay, I'm not going to do that as a party animal. How am I going to achieve these different aspects of my life? And how am I going to create a kick-ass life that's truly unstoppable and most importantly, doesn't have any regrets? So when I, when I was sitting there writing it, I didn't know what to say, but it was just really powerful. And when I got to the end of it, as I was reading it back to myself, I just decided to read it out loud, like as if I was at the funeral. So I was just sitting there reading it and da 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 And by the end of it, this is no shit. By the end of it, I had these little puddle of tears going down my face, happiness, sad, whatever you want to call it. And it really hit me like, fuck, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the life I'm supposed to leave. These are the, these are the legacies and the impacts that I'm supposed to have. And I sat back and I said, okay, 
what do I do now? What do I do with this information? Now that I know pretty much what I want my life to be about, what do I do? Where do I get started? And that may be a question you're asking yourself. I get a lot of people asking me as a coach or as a speaker, like, Chris, I just don't know what to do with my life. I don't know where to start. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, right? If these are questions that are rolling around in your head, then you're in the right place because we're going we're gonna to start answering them today. At least I want you to start answering for yourself. Um, and at that point, I was just like, all right, so what am I going to do? And at that point, I was doing some speaking. I was doing some coaching, but I was doing it for free. I was just doing it because I wanted to pay it forward. I wanted to um, help other people as a result of my situation that I was in being homeless and everything else and you know, getting my, my master's degree and everything. So um, it really forced me to take things seriously. And what I did right after that is I started my company, Master Motivators, and I said, I'm going to take the speaking and this coaching to the next level. I want to help as many people as I possibly can with my gifts and my knowledge and my experience. And I want to create these unstoppable people. And now through that process, I have gone through different uh, iterations, I guess you would call it. I started off as a suit and tie speaker, you know, standing there and saying all the proper things and doing all that shit. Um, and I found out that through that process, that wasn't me. So number one, I really want you to consider who are you? Not what other people want you to be. Number one, you have to decide who you are. And number one, you have to consider yourself the first and most important person in your life. And I was just helping some people last week with this, this very problem because codependency and other things happen and we tend to put other people first. And that's, that's, that's cool and that's you know, unselfish and everything. But at this point of the game, you have to consider yourself number one. So what is it that you want? And if you're doing stuff right now that's not going to lend to that picture, those are, that's the result. You have to make some tough decisions and some tough choices. But ultimately, when you have your legacy written out in front of you, then that's your roadmap. And what we do is we start working backwards, right? So when I think about my life, I was like, okay, I want to retire in Central California with an ocean view, and I want to be coaching and speaking, and I want to be a great dad, and all that other shit. But at that point, I wasn't doing anything to really fulfill it. So when you start working backwards, you start creating an action plan for yourself to, as a roadmap to get to where you want to go. It's kind of like a GPS. We don't get in our cars anymore without punching in the address of where we want to go, right? Um, life is the same way. You have to have that roadmap. It's kind of like having a bucket list. If you have a bucket list and you're actively checking those things off, then you get excited about life. You, get, you look forward to the next adventure. You look forward to the next opportunity. So, you know, this is super important for you guys who are sitting out there because it changed my life. It gave me meaning. It gave me purpose. It gave me passion to be able to go out and accomplish these things and not look at it in a fearful mindset, right? Um, it was focused. It was very focused. And I stopped making stupid choices. I stopped drinking as much. I stopped drinking and driving, which was fucking stupid. Um, thank God there's now Uber. Um, and I just wanted to leave a legacy. I was like, why in the fuck am I here? You know, have you ever asked yourself, what's this life for? Well, my life is for, make, for impacting you guys, for looking you in the eye, looking you in the camera, whatever it wants to be, hitting your, ears, your eardrums right now and really make you think differently about your life, you know, to not have any regrets, to not have any excuses and to live fully and passionately with everything that you want to do and the changes that you want to make. That said, I know there's some of you out there who, and this is a tough thing for me, are okay with kind of just coasting through life and doing things, um, you know, average. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But for most of us, we want to have that legacy and we don't want to be forgotten because when you think about death, I think one of the problems in that is that we feel like we're going to be forgotten. We're, our mark on the world isn't going to be met, right? So this is especially important if you have kids. You know, this is a great opportunity for you to take any bad habits that you have, 
um, any things that you're not happy with, your marriage, your relationships, your work, this is an opportunity to start fresh and to really hold yourself accountable to achieving that legacy. Now, whatever, if it happens a week from now, two weeks from now, two years from now, we cannot decide that. But as part of this, I've helped a lot of people through this in my coaching program, is that one of the biggest factors in all of this is how we take care of our health. So first and foremost, when you're thinking about this legacy project, are you healthy right now? Have you gotten blood work recently to determine if you have any illnesses or anything that's going on? Have you had a vitamin deficiency test to make sure that you're getting all your vitamins and nutrients? Are you operating at a kick-ass level? Number one, are you physically healthy? Have you gone to have a physical? Have you done all your mammograms and colonoscopies and things of that nature? You know, for me, cancer scares the fucking shit out of me. So I have done pretty much everything in my life without compromising the fact that I do want to have fun, right? So I'm not going to totally give up drinking. I'm not going to totally give up having fun. And, but at, at what it really made me do is it really made me take my health very seriously because how can you live to 70 or 80 or 90 if you're doing stupid shit now? Truth be told, I used to smoke cigarettes. Um, I smoked cigarettes for the first, I don't know, about the first 20 years of my life. I didn't come out of the womb smoking cigarettes. Hey, what up? Hey, how you doing? Give me my bottle. No, <laughs> no. Um, but I did start smoking at a very early age, about 13 years old. And I smoked until I was about, I think, 21 or 22. And then my grandfather passed away of uh, lung cancer pretty much 10 or 15 years after he quit smoking. So that was kind of like a wake-up call for me at that point to take my health seriously. But at this particular moment in time, I wasn't making the smartest decisions, right? So first and foremost, if you're going to be building a legacy project, are you healthy physically? If you're not, you know what you got to do. And you got to think about that. If you want to end up in life healthy and strong and playing with your kids or playing with your grandkids or, you know, biking or traveling, all of those take your health. I know people right now who have tons of money who are in shitty health and they can't do anything. It's pretty miserable, actually. It's pretty sad what it really is. They busted their life, their entire life to save all this money and now they can't really physically do anything with it. So take care of your physical health, number one. Number two, your mental health. How can you have a kick-ass, unstoppable life full of confidence and fun without any regrets if you're not mentally healthy? If you're, if you're going to a job every day that you fucking hate, if you're living with people you hate, if you're driving a car you hate, if you're listening to the news and you're hating and you're hating and you're hating, that is not a kick-ass life. That is a miserable life. And if it's serving you, then that's great. I don't want to disrespect or, or change anything that you're doing if you like doing that kind of stuff. I know people love the, 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 the news and they love the negativeness and they love bitching about it and that's just their thing. That's not my thing. One of the greatest choices I made, and I say choices, one of the greatest decisions I made was to stop watching the news. I used to be a news junkie. I used to be a political junkie. And quite honestly, it was fucking my heart up. It was creating a stress level in myself that was pretty terrible because what did I want to do? I wanted to go fix it. I wanted to go change it. And that's part of my legacy is, is standing up for what's right and what's fair and doing those things. So I turned that shit off. And it was tough because I felt like I was burying my head in the sand. But realistically, Somebody's going to tell me if something's going on, right? And now we have news alerts on our phone and whatnot. But that was for my mental health because I was going fucking crazy. I was like, oh my God, did you see that? And this, this person's doing this. And then politics. What does it do for you? What does it do? What outcome, what result are you getting from that time that you're spending watching that shitty shit that's all fucking bullshit? What are you getting out of that? What are you getting out of watching, you know, a marathon of a certain TV show? What are you getting out of watching 16 hours of basketball? You know, think about that. Obviously, watching some stuff for mental health and, and, and for fun, that's good. But when you think about things that you're doing that, that pisses you off, 
that's part of this process is that you have to look at those things and, and get rid of them out of your life. And that means you have to take action. But as you do that, as you make those choices and those decisions, something happens inside of your system. You start sitting up taller. You start feeling better. You start being more confident. You start having those conversations and you start visualizing your mind, the outcomes, because now you have a roadmap. You have a destiny that you want to achieve. And if you ask yourself, very important question. This is, this is super important. So write this down. This is, this is a question that's really changing my life right now. Is this, whatever it is that you're about to do, is this getting me closer or further from my stated goals? Is this getting me closer or further from my stated goals? And if you answer yes or no, and you're honest, that is the beginning of your new confidence, right? Because if I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I want to be super healthy by Hawaii in August. And if I sit there and look at that bottle of Jack Daniels and I go, are three of these going to get me closer or further from the fact that I want to be able to take my shirt off and not be embarrassed? No, those aren't getting me closer. It's a short-term gratification versus a long-term result. So by creating your legacy and creating your eulogy, you have that visual representation of what you want to be. So in those moments where you're thinking about short-term gratification, you can stop yourself and say, no, that's not part of the big picture. That's okay for right now. And if you are doing things, obviously reward yourself. I'm not saying not having any fun because I'm all about that. If I get hit by a truck tomorrow, I'd be pissed if I stopped drinking today, right? <laughs> you know, life is to be lived and it's supposed to be balanced. And I know we hear that word a lot, balanced, but what does it really mean? So in those situations where you're like making a choice, ask yourself, is this getting me closer or further from my stated goals? That's super important. So physical health, mental health, and most importantly, is just living congruently. One of the things I've found is that if I say something or I teach something, especially with when I'm doing these podcasts or doing videos, um, I have to be congruent. I have to take my own advice because if I don't, there's something that happens in my heart and my soul that just kind of goes, you're a liar, Chris. You're full of shit, Chris. What are you saying? And that's the problem I have with a lot of the personal development people these days is that they are doing that shit. And I've seen them. I met them. I know what they're like off stage. It's pretty disrespectful to, the, to the, what they're trying to do. They're just trying to make money, but they're also trying to help people. But congruency, that is super important. When you're able to say, listen, you know what? My end goal is to be happy and healthy and playing with my grandchildren and living in this place and traveling or you know, having this side business or doing whatever it is. Um, that really helps you make those important choices and those decisions in those moments that don't wind up being regrets later on. It's super, super important. And one of the things also that I'm going to share with you that really helped me as I'm all about changing perspective, right? I want to change your perspective about your past, your present, and your future. And I'm constantly looking for ways to change my perspective because it's work. It's not fucking easy. Even for me, Mr. Motivator, Mr. Master Motivator, and Mr. Kickass and all this other stuff, I have to work at it constantly. I have to keep myself on check. Truth be told, I'm not feeling very well today. I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty sick. I'm pretty frustrated but I'm bringing it because this is what I'm meant to do. I'm going to watch this afterwards and I'm going to listen to the words that I say because I know it's super important. So when I say these things, I say them to me too. Um, but you have to be congruent. And that's an amazing feeling once you start doing that um, to stay on your path. It's super important. But um, changing my perspective, I was listening to this guy named Jesse Itzler. Look him up, Jesse Itzler, jesseitzler.com. Super cool guy. I listened to a bunch of his interviews because what he said really impacted me. And ever since that day, I have not let this go. And he was saying that he was 50 years old, which I am 50 years old. Very proud of that. I look good, right? Wearing my Guns N' Roses shirt. Um, 
he said, okay, on average, life expectancy is 78 years. So if I'm 50 years old, this is him saying this. He goes, so I'm 50 years old. I got 28 years left of my life. Now, when you look at that and you think 28 years, it sounds kind of long, you know, 28 years, it's almost 30 years. You could sit there and rationalize. I got plenty of time to do stuff, right? But what he said next was a gut punch. And he said, you know what? I have 28 summers left of my life. 28 summers of my life. That I do not know why necessarily. Well, I think I know why. Because summertime come and go. Summertime goes and then all of a sudden it's winter, and then it's Christmas, then it's New Year's, then it's summer, then da, 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 da. it goes by so fast. 28 summers. But here's the other kicker. What's our life going to be like as we get older? Unless we're taking care of our mental and our physical health, which I've already told you are the foundational beliefs and the foundational principles of having a kick-ass, unstoppable life full of confidence. Um, what's going to happen? You know, I'm 50 years old right now and I'm struggling more than I was when I was 40. So it stands to reason when I'm 60, it's going to be even worse. And I know that's somewhat of a negative attitude and I'm working on that, but I'm also having fun. But the reality of life is that we kind of have this bell curve. We kind of go, Ooh, life is great. Life is great. Life is great. Then we get the pinnacle and we're like in the best shape of our life. Everything's going great, but it's just part of life. It's part of the journey that we're going to get older and things are going to start hurting more and we're going to have less ability to do things. So when he was saying 28 summers, he says, so, and he's like an endurance athlete and everything. He started saying, so maybe I've got 10 years of doing what I do and then I'm going to have to slow down. So what am I going to do when I'm 60? You know? And so he's looking at those things like, okay, I don't want to get to 60 and be bummed out that I can't do this anymore and wad up in a ball and just start crying and drinking and eating myself into a shithole okay, what's my plan when I'm 60? What am I going to do? Maybe I'm going to become a coach. So I'm going to start coaching endurance athletes when I'm 60 to 70. And then maybe from 70 to 78, I'm going to go travel and I'm going to spend time with my grandkids and I'm going to relax and I'm going to take care of my body for what I have left. And maybe I live until I'm 85 or 90. You see what I'm saying? You have to have that plan. You have to know where you're going to end up at each phase of your life. Otherwise, you're going to get there and you're going to be like, oh shit, I didn't think about that. And I'm living here as 50 years old I honestly swear to God thought that I would feel like this when I was 70. You know, I've always been really energetic and strong and flexible and didn't have pain, didn't bitch about shit, just did whatever I wanted to do. But now at 50, my body is kind of telling me like, hey, you're a hard charger for most of your life. And now your shoulders and your knees and your hip and your back and your neck are all kind of just getting a little tired. So you better start taking it easy and you better start, you know, in taking the right supplements eating the right diet more regularly, um, a little bit less drinking, you know, a little bit less stress, things of that nature. But 28 summers. And that's if he's average. I'm seeing people dying right now at 53, 54, 58, 62. I used to think those were old. So if you're listening to this and you're 28 and you're going, oh my God, that's a long ways away. Let me tell you something. And if you're watching this, look in my eyes. It goes by like that. It goes by like that life. We're, it's a blip. When you think about that dash on your tombstone, your birth date and your end date, it's a dash. It's a blip. We're here for a nanosecond. Why not make the most of it? Why not do the best we can? Why not live the life we're supposed to live, not the life that everybody else wants us to live? Oh, you should have a job. Oh, you should have kids. Oh, you should go to college. Oh, you should do that. Fuck that. What do you want to do? Honestly, if I didn't have Jackson, 
I mean, I should probably say this because I can't speak for my wife, but I know she's on board with this. When we retire, we actually have a retirement plan. We're going to sell the house, get a big RV, beautiful RV, and go hit the road and go tour the United States and go volunteer in different, sta- different states, maybe get an odd job. Maybe I'll take up bartending or something like that, but just go hit the road and just go have fun and meet people and live life, experience everything. Go see all 50 states. You know what I'm saying? For tomorrow, because I'm going to be doing these things. Or do you lay your head on the pillow every night and think, fuck, how am I going to do it? What am I going to do tomorrow? Oh, shit, I got to go to work tomorrow. I hate my job. I hate my commute. I hate this. What are your first thoughts when you wake up in the morning? Oh, fuck, I got to go to work. Oh, shit, I got to do this. I got to do that. That's not living. That's existing. And that's existing miserably because I've done that throughout periods of my life. I really, I've told you before, the last four years have been pretty tough on me emotionally and obviously physically, but I went through this downturn where I just started thinking negatively. And of course, it just started building on itself. So I took a break from all this personal development stuff because I wasn't congruent. I couldn't come up here and, and get, on the, get on the microphone and get in front of the camera and say, oh, this is what you should be doing. You should be doing that. I mean, I've got the answers. I know fucking what to do. It's, I mean, it's a no brainer. I've got it. I've got lots of experience doing it, but I wasn't following my own advice. So if you, you should be laying your head on the pillow every single day like I am now and saying out loud the shit you're grateful for. I'm grateful for my health is number one. I'm grateful for the health of my family because without that, all the extraneous bullshit wouldn't fucking matter. Just go to a children's ward at a cancer hospital and you'll get a rude awakening. You'll get your perspective changed. Um, Lay your head on the pillow and be thankful and grateful for everything that you did. Feel like you accomplished something for your future. Feel like you accomplished something for yourself. I call it the 1% rule. You guys have probably heard me talk about that in the last couple of podcasts. 1% every day. Just take one thing, not 12 things. Don't look at the overall uh, enormity of a situation about changing your health or whatever it might be. Just one thing. Hey, today I didn't have as much sugar. Hey, today I ate a salad. Hey, today I went for a 10 minute walk and tomorrow I'm going to go for a 12 minute walk. And then the next day I'm going to go for a 15 minute walk. And the next day I'm going to go for a 30 minute walk. 1% every day is like compound interest in the bank, right? It builds on itself and you get this endorphin release. You get this oxytocin release. You get this feeling of what? Confidence. Yeah. You get this confidence that you can do it because when we look at the big goal, oh my God, it's going to take forever. It's going to be such a pain in the ass. I'm going to have to sweat and I'm going to have to try and I'm going to have to do all these things. That's beautiful. That's what this life is for. God's honest truth. I used to think that life was supposed to get easier as we got older and it doesn't. I'm really coming to that, that realization right now. And I'm glad I'm coming to it now. Life is not going to get easier. You think that you go, you go to the job, you go to school, you make a good living, and then you're going to retire and you're going to you know, kick your feet up. But the truth of the matter is, is that we're living longer. We have to keep our jobs. We have to keep income coming in. We have to stay healthier, all these different things. It does not get easier. It will not get easier. It's only going to get harder. So the sooner you start bucking up that confidence and you start building up that belief and that resistance and that resilience, that true unstoppable fucking confidence that I talk about, you're going to look forward to those opportunities. You're going to look forward to being 60 years old and riding 26 miles on a bike, right? You're going to look forward to going for those walks with your family. You're going to look forward to sharing your experiences with everybody else. But like I said before, if you're a parent, you know, a mom, dad, grandparent, whatever, family member, even lead by example, set the example. That pisses me off so much when parents aren't taking care of themselves and they're telling their kids all these things that they should do. Oh, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this. My mom used to be famous for saying, do as I say, not as I do. Do as I say, not as I do. And she used to get mad at me because as a little boy, I used to beg her not to smoke cigarettes. 
beggar, mom, please stop smoking. Please stop smoking. Even when I got older, mom, stop smoking. It's fucking bad for you. You can get lung cancer. Don't tell me what to do. This is my body. This is my life. <sighs> you know, taking a hit off her cigarette through her throat. Almost, literally. I had to hold her cigarette for the last few days of her life, um, which pissed me off to no end. But she used to tell me it was none of my business. Guess who was with her for the last two years of her life as she died? She got lung cancer, got a leg amputation, couldn't breathe, couldn't move. And I was still holding her cigarette for her. It wasn't until about a month before she passed away where she decided that that was the wrong choice to make, that she should have quit cigarettes because now she was dying. She wasn't going to achieve that legacy. She wasn't going to achieve all the things that she wanted to do because she made the wrong decisions. She didn't think about the end. She didn't think about where she wanted to end up. She was just constantly going through the day-to-day stuff, probably like you are, probably like I was. When I look back on my 30s or my 40s, in some respects, I can get really pissed off. I'm, I've done a lot and I've accomplished a lot and I'm pretty hard on myself. But when I look back, I get frustrated. It's like, fuck, what did I do for those two years, right? I'm sure you guys have done that. But now I'm really, really on the ball about what I want to accomplish and how I want to accomplish it and what legacy I want to live. I want my son, if I died tomorrow, he would find these podcasts, he would find these videos, he would find these blogs, and he would be like, man, my dad was cool. He was fucking still doing it. He was rocking it right up until the end. That's what I want to leave. I want to set the example for my son so that he doesn't look at me one day and go, dad, you tell me to follow my dreams, but what about this? And what about that? And what about that book over there you said you were going to finish writing? Be the example for your kids. Be the example for your friends. You know, you're like the five people you're around the most. So when you really take a look, and I think I've told you guys about this exercise before, but it's super simple. Take out a piece of paper and write the five people you're around the most. And right next to them, write positive or negative. That's it. Positive or negative. And if they're negative, got to go. Not saying they have to get out of your life completely, but find somebody else in that spot. Find somebody else who's doing and living the life that you want, who are making the decisions that you should be making, that you want to make, but you just don't have that confidence. When you get around the right people, whether it's an accountability partner, a friend, a coach, a mentor, whatever it might be, a therapist, maybe, I don't know, um, something great starts to happen because you start living at a higher level and you start looking back and you go, fuck, I didn't know it was this hard. That's all I had to do. But again, life is going to be tough. Life is, but the results and the rewards when you do that, you go through those experiences are amazing. The feeling of, of accomplishment at the end of the day, when I think about tonight, when I go to bed and I'm like, I recorded a podcast, I finished writing a blog, I spent time with my son, we went for a walk, I drank lots of water, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy and proud of what I accomplished and that's what I want for you. So the point of this is really sit down and write your legacy, write down your eulogy. And if you guys are interested, um, Shane will probably put the, the link to the raw and unscripted group that we have on Facebook. The community's growing. It's amazing. The people in there are so fucking awesome. We're in this together. I'm not preaching and saying that I've got it all figured out by any stretch. I am being super transparent and super authentic with you guys because that's really this chapter of my personal development story is I just want to be real and raw. That's why I'm doing raw and unscripted. It's no fucking bullshit. This is why I'm doing it because I just want to be real. I'm having a bad day today. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I feel like I'm like a million degrees right now. But I know my passion and my heart is to communicate this out to you and share this with you because we're in this world together. And again, my legacy is going to be the fact that I made an impact in the world. And as a matter of fact, I want to read you my eulogy. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, please bear with me. Okay, I'll put my glasses on here. Ready, set, go. Christopher Rausch was a loving husband and father, as well as a tremendous friend who always strived to better himself, not only for his own gain, but also to set the example for others. 
His presence in our lives is evident by how much better we are today as a result of his positive kick-ass attitude. His sarcastic and witty humor brought smiles to our face because often what was funny was also very true. Wink. He lived a life that began as a struggle to survive, but persevered to become extraordinarily happy and successful. He taught and showed us to believe in ourselves even when no one else does. Congruency. Hello. Christopher's love of music carried him through the hardest of times, but also was a part of his soul. Whether his fondness of Bon Jovi or his passion for the blues, he always had music somewhere near him. I have tattoos of music all over me. Well, not all over me. Um, and this carried over with, the, with his collection of musical instruments. He always had a goal to play every one of them with the degree of confidence and ability before he passed, and he achieved that goal. That's something I'm working on. One of his big dreams in life was to cross the United States in the family motorhome, and he achieved that. That's something I was just telling you. And I wrote this back in 2008, I think. Um, he was also successful in getting his prized 1969 Dodge Charger featured in a car magazine. As Christopher grew older, he never stopped exercising and staying healthy. However, he always loved his Jack Daniels and attributes his long life to the preservation factor contained in whiskey. <laughs> See, still having fun. Christopher's proudest moments were when he got married to his loving wife, Barbara, and when his son, Elvis Bon Jovi, was born, the day he purchased his own home and the first paying client to his master motivators, my business, and of course, no one could forget, and Chris wouldn't let you, was the time he was featured on as a guest on the Oprah Winfrey show. When I wrote this, I wanted to be, I figured success is pretty evident when you get on Oprah's show or something like that. Lastly, he wanted to leave the world a better place for having been part of it, and he succeeded. Christopher's legacy will surely live on for many decades to come. His book series, 69 Tips for Living a Kick-Ass Life, which... No bullshit. Real time. This is actually a book. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but this actually is a book. It's actually a book with pages in it. Yeah, it's a book. I wrote, fuck, probably six years ago. Still not published. Still not done, but going to be done. Um, his book series, 69 Tips for Living a Kick-Ass Life, continues to be a bestseller and is translated into 12 languages. Christopher's mission and vision statement was, and this is super important. This is what made me cry. Excuse me. Um, and it still does. Um, even when I see it on, on, on paper, I will have fought. Christopher's statement was, I will have fought for what was right and what was fair. Actually, I don't even need to read that part. I will have fought for what was right and what was fair. I will have risked for which that mattered. And I will have left the earth a better place for who I was and what I did. That part right there, I say that over and over again all the time. So when you write your eulogy, there's going to be a part of it that's going to stand out. So when I tell people, they say, what are you about? I say, I'm here to fight for what's right and what's fair. I'm here to risk for which that matters. And I'm here to leave the earth a better place for who I was and what I did. Right? It's pretty fucking cool. He was once here in body, but always will be here in our hearts. And lastly, please don't forget, you are only limited by the parameters of your own mind. So pretty kick-ass, right? That's a pretty fucking awesome legacy. I'm very proud of that. And when and as I achieve that, listen to the language, when and as I achieve that, I can lay my head down when it's time for me to go and look back and think, fuck, that's awesome. I did it. I didn't have to just merely exist. I didn't have to just get by. I won't look back like those people in the old folks home the one lady playing the giant 
jigsaw puzzle, putting the giant jigsaw puzzle together. I sat there and wondered, how did you get here? What was your life like? You were young, you were vibrant, and now you're here doing a big puzzle, right? My grandmother, when I was 10 years old, told me when I went to visit her in one of these convalescent hospitals, I said, Grandma, why don't you go down and play in the bingo area? Why don't you go down and do arts and crafts? And she said this to a 10-year-old kid, never fucking forget it. I'm just waiting here to die. So let me ask you, are you just waiting to die or are you waiting to live? That is something you have to answer. And I really hope you take this episode to heart. And I really hope you listen to it again and again. And I really hope that you share it because there are people out in the world that need to hear this. And I'm not saying that from an egotistical standpoint. I'm saying this because life is going to pass us by. Life, every single fucking day. Oh my God, it's Christmas again. Jeez. Yeah, every single day. We get so many choices and so many moments. I want you to make them special. I want you to make them kick ass. I want you to develop that unstoppable confidence to continue on doing what you're meant to do, not what you're supposed to do, not what your friends tell you to do and all other shit. So I love you guys. As always, go to ChristopherRausch.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRausch.com. Go there on the right-hand side. You can sign up to receive my newsletter. I promise I won't spam you because I haven't fucking sent one out in probably like three years. I'm going to send one out here uh, very shortly, but that's going to be the one place that you're always going to get information from me. I have 7,000 followers on one of my pages. So go to ChristopherRausch.com, sign up for my newsletter. You'll always get uh, announcements for the podcast, announcements for special trainings I'm going to be doing. I'm going to make a difference in your life. I want to make a difference in your life. All I'm asking for you is to be there. And then also we have the raw and unscripted Facebook group, which I'm sure will be in the show notes for this particular podcast. Go there, connect with us on a daily basis. We're there talking and healing each other and helping one another out. You guys are helping me. So I love you guys. Peace out until the next episode. And one last thing, if you have something going on, you have an idea for a show, um, you need me to speak somewhere, you want some mentoring, you want something, just email me. Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. Super simple. Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. I've been getting emails lately. People ask me questions. I'm not charging. I'm not fucking doing this as a sales tactic. I reply back and let people know what to do to help them have a kick-ass life. All right. I love you guys. Peace out.